Hello, and welcome to Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about living and loving life with ADHD. My name is Robin, and I am your host. I'm a woman who was diagnosed with ADHD at 39 after living most of my adult life not knowing I had the condition. This podcast is meant to dispel the myths about ADHD based on my own experience and what it feels like for me and looks like to my family and friends. Today I want to talk about whether ADHD is a disability. I recently was asked the question whether I felt ADHD was a disability. I quickly replied that I didn't think it was because it hadn't prevented me from achieving success. And also because I become so frustrated when I see a list of all the way the traits of ADHD can impair a person. And I think that really sets people up for failure. If someone is only learning about how ADHD can negatively impact a person, it's hard to consider the positives, no matter how resilient a person might be. After all, aren't those with ADHD more likely to experience job loss, issues in relationships, and financial strain? Yes and no. I think not being aware of acknowledging the ADHD elephant in the room is what causes these issues, not the ADHD itself. Because once you understand how a condition can impact your life, it's easier to identify ways to mitigate the issues. But what do the experts say? First, ADHD is an inaccurate term. It is not a disease, but a mix of assets and liabilities. And even experts on ADHD disagree whether some supposed traits of ADHD, like RSD or rejection sensitivity dysphoria, are actually traits of ADHD or even exist at all. Of course, traits of any kind can negatively or positively impact a person's life depending on how they are used. For example, hyperfocus can be great if applied to completing a project, solving a puzzle, or training for a marathon. But hyperfocusing on something that's not viewed as an accomplishment and ignoring your responsibilities in the meantime can be viewed as a negative. ADHD has been recognized as a legitimate diagnosis by major medical, psychological, and educational organizations for a long time. This includes being recognized by the National Institute of Health and the U.S. Department of Education, and the American Psychiatric Association is the official mental health Bible, its Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. ADHD is biologically based and is an imbalance of our neurotransmitters within the brain, but it lacks biological validity. This means that experts still don't understand the underlying biological causes. Unlike conditions like diabetes, there are no objective diagnostic tests that can confirm whether a person has ADHD. So physicians look to a common set of symptoms to diagnose an individual and the reliability of those symptoms to be consistent. And these primary symptoms are inattention, impulsiveness, and sometimes hyperactivity. As early as the 1700s, medical literature detailed descriptions of children who likely had ADHD, but there wasn't a diagnosis. And these descriptions of people with ADHD are not solely linked to North America. On the African continent, South America, Asia, and Europe, people are diagnosed with ADHD, and the rates of ADHD around the world are fairly consistent at between 5 and 6% of each population. So, is it considered a disability? But what does disability mean? The dictionary defines a disability as any condition of the body or mind impairment that makes it more difficult for the person with a condition to do certain activities and interact with the world around them. But what does this mean? Someone who is really tall is likely not going to become a horse jockey, where the average height is between 4 foot 10 and 5 foot 7. Someone who is clumsy like me is likely not going to become a professional dancer. 
which was painfully obvious when I tried out for cheerleading in high school and was immediately cut because I was just really awkward trying to follow the routine. But does this also mean that these are disabilities because they impair a person from doing certain activities or interacting in the world? That's not to say that ADHD can't be considered a disability for some. Many people really struggle with the traits of ADHD and may not have had the same privilege, support, or space as I have to develop workarounds or to reflect on how to be overcome barriers. And it would be really unfair and cruel to dismiss their struggles or not consider that for them, ADHD is disabling because it absolutely can be. But I also feel it's not fair to assume that those with ADHD are unable to do the same things as everyone else or that they are impaired simply because they have an official diagnosis, a label. What is more respectful and thoughtful would be to consider that having ADHD is a unique experience for every individual. And while the traits of ADHD and challenges those with ADHD have are often shared, this is often due to the expectation of how things should be done, the quote unquote normal way. But if approaches to tasks and challenges can be approached in different ways, those traits aren't as noticeable because the goal is being achieved. Meaning, if we are all open to trying out new ways of doing things and encouraging others to do things their way, the challenge isn't as disabling. So do I consider having ADHD a disability? Some days. But then I look to well-known entrepreneurs, people like IKEA founder Ingvar Kamprad or triple threat Adam Levine of Maroon 5, who also have ADHD, and know that in some ways, ADHD is a superpower, because sometimes having a brain that isn't like the majority of people can be pretty useful. Until next time, this is Robin, and this is Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about how ADHD is more than a list of symptoms. If you have an idea, question, or comment, please write to me at livinglifesquirrel at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.